Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Hello, fellow WNYXicans. Welcome to our recap episode for our Bill Bastic unit. I'm Thaddeus, and I'm here with our co-hosts, Tom and Lauren, and our special guest, the news radio quoter extraordinaire, runner of the ever-popular Twitter account, at 4Chalk, Becca Bowman. How you doing today, Becca? Hi, just fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. Awesome. We want to thank you for being such a huge supporter of the Hoodoo Factory. Uh, it's very, very appreciated, and we definitely appreciate you being on the show today. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm from the Midwest where the real Americans live (laughs) (laughs) and, um, I'm an OG, um, news radio watcher. I watched it from the very first episode back in 95. Awesome. Nice. Well, welcome Becca. We're very excited to have you here. Jumping right into it. We're recapping our Bill Bastic unit. And for this unit, we chose the episodes movie star Bill's autobiography and our 50th episode. So how do you feel about this grouping of episodes? What's your opinion of the episodes and how do you feel they work together? Um, I actually think they work really well together and I kind of didn't think so at the very beginning. I just thought they were three Bill episodes, but really they kind of mesh way better than I thought. Um, And they're actually three, those being three of my top 10. Wow. So so it okay. was hard. It was hard to answer questions about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad we got some uh, all-star episodes for you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Um, if you were to add one more episode to this list, what would you add? What would be another Bill Bastic episode? I would say airport. Airport. That's a good one. one. Um, Of course, that's the one that has um, Bill and Dave stranded at the St. Louis airport. Um, Lisa is trying to stop Joe and Catherine from going on a date. And uh, Matthew and Beth believe they're watering Bill's plants. (laughs) (laughs) So I think there's two things that you kind of learn about Bill, but then you realize it's actually not about Bill, part of it, but (laughs) you think you're learning two things about Bill. That's right. Instead, we learned about his neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) all right now we're going to get into our lightning round we're going to ask becca some questions about the three episodes in this unit if she does well enough she just might win herself an absa there's our nice little absa sticker available (laughs) at grabagear.com but becca can win one for herself right now so we're going to go into the lightning round good luck becca thank you thank you All right, we're going to start with movie star, right? Question number one. Bill announces he's going to be job shadowed by which famous actor? Abe Vigoda or James Caan? 
James gone. James gone. Correct. Okay. What does Dave want to buy Lisa? A trip to Hawaii or a television? A television. Very good. Correct. Question three. Catherine and Beth compete to go with Jimmy to what event? The Knicks game or a rock concert? Knicks game. Correct. True or false? Dave and Lisa get distracted by TV showing 60 Minutes and I Dream of Jeannie. False. <laughs> that is correct. They were showing C-SPAN 2 and Green Acres. Question five. Who does James Kahn end up punching after being thrown up on? Bill or Matthew? Bill. Correct. Okay, the next five will pertain to Bill's autobiography. Uh, question one of that group. True or false? Bill did not want the entire staff to know that he was writing a book. True. That's correct. Jimmy says he plans to advertise Bill's book until Bill is bigger than Hulk Hogan or U.S. Steel. Hulk Hogan. That's correct. Okay. Question three. Bill knows that if his coworkers find out he's struggling to write his autobiography, they will be sympathetic or laugh at his failure. Laugh at his failure. Correct. Question four. What song is Dave singing on the tape recorder he gives to Bill? Horse with no name or lineman for the county? Oh, horse with no name. Correct. True or false? Bill finally manages to write the first three chapters to his book. True. False. He used an old term paper that oh, smelled that's like right. beer. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That's all right. You're still doing well. All right. These final five questions pertain to our 50th episode. Okay. Question one. After Bill is handcuffed by the police, he calls his lawyer or attempts to run away. He attempts to run away. <laughs> Correct. Question number two. What does Bill mistakenly think Fred, John Lovitz, keeps offering to him? Secret snacks or a cigarette? Cigarettes. Correct. Question three. Who does Jimmy send out into the field to conduct market research? Beth or Matthew? Beth. Correct. Question four. True or false? Joe proposes marriage to Lisa on air. True. True. <laughs> under Jimmy's direction. And question five. Why does Bill refuse to sign the papers so he can leave the institution? So he can sue them later, or he wants to stay in vacation? He wants to stay in vacation. Correct. Very well good. Done. Oh, All right, nice nicely job, Becca. done. Nice job. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so our next section is going to be the superlatives, um, starting with... Which character would, would you believe to have had the most HR meetings in these three episodes? I would say Beth because Beth. she's doing the man on the street kind of things, the, the, um, but she's actually in the salon and in the casino. <laughs> yes. But really, Mr. James would smooth it over and everything would be fine. But in the real <laughs> world, Beth would be in HR. <laughs> Very good. 
Very good. I had uh, Matthew, if, if, if we took Bill out of the equation, because Bill does get arrested. So that's probably. <laughs> but um, and uh, but anyway, but Matthew, he would probably have a HR meetings to complain because he's been hit with uh, projectile cheese crackers by the boss <laughs> in uh, our 50th episode. Uh, and then also um, he's. He throws up on a, a guest of the station. So that's probably going to be a meeting with HR. <laughs> so there you go. Um, next one. Who was the funniest character in this unit? Who made you laugh the most? I'm going to say Matthew. That's a good answer. Good answer. Uh, I also had Matthew. Okay, so good. We have like mine. Okay, good. Yeah, the, uh, the stuff in Movie Star is just priceless. That, that I mean... Yeah, even James Conn can't keep a straight face. Um, okay, so what was your favorite interaction between characters? Okay, I'm going to say Matthew and James Conn because oh, Andy Dick was at the Andiest. Right. And I think, that, <laughs> I think that he could be at his Andiest because James Conn wasn't going to break no matter what. And even if he broke a little bit, James Kahn himself would have laughed at what was going on. Right. So I think that even him breaking kind of worked into this physical comedy stuff that Matthew was doing sometimes right in his face. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, luckily we didn't have to see the, uh, the vomit situation. Um, yeah. Wasn't that nice of them to, <laughs> yeah, to just tell us about that? Yeah. You know, because I could see, I could see Andy Dick wanting to do that, but. Oh know. yeah. With like the corn chowder or whatever, like they do on <laughs> Saturday night live. Yeah. That'd be, that would have been bad. Um, yeah. I had, um, I had Bill and uh, Ulysses S. Grant or Fred um, <laughs> at the end. What, when they say goodbye, I, I, I just like that interaction. It was very sweet. Um, especially in retrospect um so. oh yeah 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 not the funniest but that you know something i enjoyed about it all right Becca, the next three questions are coming for me okay. uh starting with what was your favorite joke or bit in the entire unit okay i have to go back to james con and matthew okay. but okay. i don't think i should why is that because i should have other answers because it sounds like I didn't want, I don't like anything else in the whole, because this is a great three, three episodes. And yeah. I don't want to give all the credit to just that part. So well, what was another one? That you I have? think, I think tied for second place is Bill telling the Urkelbot story. Yes. And him telling it and thinking yes. the fact that Bill is a fan of family matters. That makes me smile. <laughs> then as he finishes the story, you hear the smattering of applause. Yes. <laughs> Everybody has been listening to this story. So I love that. And another one is Lisa slapping the remote out of the hand of the <laughs> yes. It happens so quickly that I always, seriously, almost every time I watch it, I have to go back and watch it again because it's just, it's so, so uh, those are those are two excellent choices. Uh, first of all, you know, I looked at my list. Urkelbot was actually mine as well, um, and it, partially it's so '90s. It's such a '90s pick. But mm -hmm. Urkelbot was only in two episodes of Family Matters. He was only in two. So for them to choose that specifically 
and have him work through that whole bit with John Lovitz. I thought that was really, really great. So um, great choice. <laughs> Should have been number think, one. Do you think that, yeah, maybe. That, <laughs> do you think that that is something that everybody understood at the time? Do you yes. think Finley Anders was big enough that they understood yes. Urkel that? Absolutely. I, I mean, again, like, Ur- I have Urkelo cereal at one point, you know, like they have like an Urkel for president. If you Google Urkel for president, you could probably find some images, you know, like he really took over the, just the cultural landscape for a while. You know, he was everywhere. This this, now, this poor kid. I remembered it being really popular because I loved Family Matters, but I yes. just thought it was pop. I thought it was popular because I loved it. I didn't realize it was outside of my love of it. it was- oh, again, it hits all age groups. You know, it's something that parents could watch with their kids, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. parents relate to having an annoying kid's friend come over to visit, you know, and the kids <laughs> are like, ha ha, that's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, Urkel, I think, was huge. I think Urkel Bot, I think, was hilarious. That actually just how the RoboCop and Urkel aspects kind of combined, I think, is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had the basketball trivia scene, I think, was my number two. Just how funny it is that Beth is getting the easiest questions and has no idea. And Catherine <laughs> is basically getting the hardest questions right and still getting shot down while Joe smokes a cigar in the boss's office. <laughs> um, so I like that back and forth. but. Urkel Bot's great answer. Okay, uh, moving on. What was the best character performance or maybe your favorite? Because I actually was going to go with Matthew, movie star. Again, the stuff he does with James Caan, the physical comedy. Um, I think that one is, is very clearly a great performance. But what was another one that you thought of? Or, or is one from a different episode? I, I am going with Matt. I would go with that episode or that too. But I'm also going to add the Whitney autobiography when they're naming um bill's autobiography matthew is fabulous in that and so okay. i think because those two i think it's yeah i think i think those two were the best character performance in the both matthew so okay yeah i mean you can't go wrong i think the unit really does in a weird way for a bill unit it highlights kind of what matthew can do uh mm-hmm. just just letting bill do a lot of reacting um i also want to have a quick note on lisa and in, in our 50th because she's literally the only person living in reality who has to has to do this ridiculous thing her boss asks her to do oh, this yeah. ridiculous experience with a coworker, and she gets to the point where she's like, you know what, I'll see you later. You're gonna come back to dead air because I'm out of here for the weekend. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely thought that was kind of great because she really stood in for that for the everyman. Like that's exactly how I would react and be exasperated if I had to deal with that as well. All right, uh, next question: What was your favorite out of the office scene from these episodes? So each each episode has a scene where they're out of the office interacting. Which one was your favorite? The staff in the cantina with Bill, with him giving the insults dressed up as compliments. <laughs> <laughs> which which was your favorite of those uh, compli complisults or whatever? Oh, you want to um, Matthew, I don't know what you are, but <laughs> and Matthew's whole face—he's just so. You. Thank you, Bill. That he realizes that maybe it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah that was i love that one okay i actually really enjoy when the doctor uh gives his diagnosis on bill in our 50th because you're like you're waiting for him to say something wrong so that you you can see how dave's gonna get him out and he keeps <laughs> oh, on being yeah. spot yeah. on and then they're like well we work with him 
yeah, but he makes it hard sometimes. Like, <laughs> like, like at the end of it, you're not really convinced they're going to be able to get him out of this. So I really enjoy that scene because it's like, I'm like, I don't know what happens next. And then you have the whole thing of them behind him in the glass. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Nelson, this isn't the ape cage at the zoo. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was a great out of the office scene that uh, of, of this entire unit. That was one that I really laughed hard at and enjoy every time I watch. All right. So Lauren's got the next three questions for you, Becca. Great job. Okay. Yes. So I want to know what's your favorite storyline from the episodes and I could read through the various storylines real quick. Um, so Bill's autobiography has just the one, Bill's autobiography. Movie star, we have the James Conn storyline, the buying a TV storyline, and the Knicks game storyline. And then our 50th episode has the mental institution, Lisa and Joe filling in for Bill, and Beth's market research. I'm going to say um, Jimmy and the Knicks game. And the super fan part. Now, the reason that I'm saying that is because, um, oh, it's a hard decision, though. No, I'm I'm still going with that. <laughs> because the fact that Joe knows not to go with him, but the girls <laughs> don't. But he's still <laughs> yeah. all in trying to figure out which one is going. But he's not going to give him the heads up. So <laughs> he's doing the whole, all the questions and everything. He's still all in making one of the girls go with Mr. James. So yeah, that he- makes me laugh. He really hangs them out to dry, doesn't he? He really does. <laughs> it makes him work, makes them work for yep. the ability to be hung out to dry. <laughs> That's a great choice. Um, for me, I think it's Bill's autobiography. Um, of course, I'm a little biased in this situation, but um <laughs> the the main thing I like about that storyline is how the whole cast is involved. A lot of the other storylines exist in a little bubble where it's like two or three characters together, maybe four. But in Bill's autobiography, it's like the full ensemble cast is really on display and everyone's involved in the same problem and coming to the same solution and stuff. So that's that's something I really like about that storyline. So now I want to know what's your strongest memory or reaction involving these episodes? What has stayed with you all these years? Like maybe even since the first time you saw these episodes. Okay. My strongest memory is weird one. Was it a loogie? (laughs) I had no idea what that word was. I didn't know what loogie was. I'd never heard that word before. Wow. So I had to ask friends, you know, I even called my sister and she had no idea. <laughs> I, so I don't know. I, and we have four brothers. So, you know, you would think we would know, but I had never heard it before. But what stayed with me is Matthew whispering, don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. <laughs> it's kind of a mantra of mine. <laughs> probably more of us should have that mantra (laughs) (laughs) but maybe not it's it's enjoyable for somebody else to say something stupid yeah exactly um for me I think it's just James Caan's appearance on the show um he was such an accomplished actor he has over 300 credits on IMDb and yet when I think of James Caan I think of this news radio episode like I don't think about all those 
you know, Oscar award winning movies he was in, I think of this episode. And in particular, I think of his face as he's watching Matthew attempt to floss his teeth at his desk. <laughs> Does that, that crazy look he gives him as he's trying to figure out what is this guy's deal? Um, that's an image that has stuck with me all these years. And the moment I heard that James Caan had passed, I immediately thought of this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, I think it's James Caan, but your, your choices are really great as well. <laughs> All right. Which actor or character do you think had the most fun? Oh, hands down. It was James Caan. I think he had a blast doing this because when he says, who's the spaz? I think, (laughs) yeah, not even in, not even character, not even anything. And I had to watch if you have to see if he's talking to Bill or if he's actually talking to the director or somebody else (laughs) because the way he says, oh, it's perfect. But yeah, I think he had a blast. I hope he did. It, it sure seemed like it. And yeah, in that moment in particular, that seemed like that was just him reacting to a funny situation he was in, not necessarily, you know, a line or a, a reading suggestion he was given. That seemed mm-hmm. like him just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, I think overall, yeah. Phil Hartman probably had the most fun. Because, I mean, he's got three very Bill-centric storylines, which, you know, mm-hmm. he's got to love. And he got to act opposite his longtime friend, John Lovitz. Like, they were friends in real life going way back. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that was probably fun for him. He also had a wider variety of wardrobe choices than we usually see him in. You know, he's usually in, like, the, oh, the suit yeah. and tie kind of thing. We don't see a whole lot of variety in his wardrobe. But here he had the shabby pajamas and the the hobo outfit as as Thad dubbed it. Um, so yeah, he had he had some other uh, looks in these episodes. And um, oh, and in spite of the fact that we have three such strong Bill stories and the fact that Catherine was in all three of these episodes, he never got slapped. So <laughs> that's a win for Phil oh, Hartman. You have to take that slap. <laughs> oh. Oh man, no, I'm I'm staying with James Cod. I was gonna switch it, but I'm staying with him. <laughs> I, I think that's a good choice. He clearly was having a great time. <laughs> the slap almost made me the lack of slap almost made me go over to Bill, but okay. Okay. So now we're gonna move into a little bit of a group discussion. Um first question, uh, and we'll get everybody's takes on these questions. Um Becca, who was your favorite secondary character, guest star or extra or background performer? I mean, this this had some good ones. So who, okay. who would you mine? My weirdly specific one is the guy in electronic store, because I love when normal people interact with these crazy characters that we know to be so <laughs> off the wall. And it shows they're even more off the wall than we remember because you forget sometimes. So yeah, I love the electronics guy. And at the end where the orderly set, the orderly who says we're going to need a fire hose over here in War 15. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. I love him too. That's great. That's great. Thad, who was your favorite? Uh, Well, again, James Conner's gotten a lot of love on this podcast, and and I really enjoyed that episode as well. But Becca actually hit on what my my second slash 1A, uh, 1B choice is, and that's the orderly in the Institute. And it's the weirdest thing because that guy comes in, he just, he's so cool. 
He's like, mm-hmm. Fred, give me the jacket and the, the clipboard back. You do it again. I'm taking away your TV privileges. He calls him Garcon and waves him over for a cigarette <laughs> for Mike. And um, and he this guy doesn't even you know break a sweat. And then at the end, he's, he's not even freaking out that all the orderlies are starting to pound on. He's just like, yeah, we're going to need the fire hose down War 15 again. Like, uh, there's, like I just kind of want to hang out with that guy. The I only thing, The only thing he did not do, which I wanted him to do, was kind of check out Catherine on the way out because I'm like, oh. home Loke would have been like, see you later, baby, or some sort of <laughs> some sort of like line. That's the only thing I was like, oh, if he had just made a little bit of move, I would have put him on a t shirt. Like, that guy was great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's much that's love to the orderly, much love to the orderly. Yep, yep. All right, Lauren, uh, who'd you have? Um, I'm gonna say John Lovitz. Because obviously we see a lot of John Lovitz in this show in several different characters, but I thought he was the perfect choice for Fred slash Ulysses S. Grant. Um, I think the writers knew exactly what Lovitz's strengths were and they wrote the character to fit those strengths. Whereas like with, I don't think they ever figured out what they wanted Max to be. Um, And his character, Mike from Jumper, I felt like didn't have enough personality. He basically could have been played by anyone, but this character, it played right into Lovitz's strengths. And um, mm-hmm. I thought he was, I thought he was a perfect choice. I, I agree that that was my choice too. Just uh, him being with Phil Hartman, just, you know, reminded me of their SNL days. They were great together on SNL. Um, and, you know, it, it's that weird Lovitz delivery that made everything like, <laughs> yep, you could like, you could totally get it that this guy just needed a break from reality. And he was just, <laughs> kind of you know doing a bit um <laughs> to get by and uh you know making out with a light switch <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah we're talking about uh, the least favorites sure yeah okay there are two of the of the, of the whole ep- the whole season or the whole um all of news radio these are the two of these are episodes that have, I mean, extras that bother me so much. Oh, yeah. You guys know the one. You guys know the one that is in in um, our fiftieth episode because yeah. the people have talked about him a lot. Uh, they tried to cut him out as much as possible, but it's still annoying. Yeah. But the overlapping extra in in, in yes. the uh, institution, yes, yes. But the overacting extra in Bill's autobiography is in the cantina. He's sitting between, he's at a table behind, but he's between, I think he's between Matthew and Beth. And he is overacting it. And I think at one point they send a waitress over. So she blocks him because he's so bad. And he doesn't <laughs> think that he's, wow. he's, go over, go watch it. And yeah. at one point he's, he's, using his fingers to count something and another at another point he is gesturing with the chip i don't know why it just bugs me so much but it has it's the original viewing of this episode well who among us hasn't gestured with a potato (laughs) okay i'll admit i have gestured with the chip i will admit that but yeah (laughs) check it out out. he's off Yeah, I, I've never noticed that before. I definitely will. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, now, I, now I showed you guys something terrible. You're gonna go back and watch it. And go, I can't not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> 
some things you can't unsee. You just can't (laughs) unsee. All right. What was your favorite piece of random information that you learned in these episodes? Um, Learned that having Jimmy on the radio is not better than 26 minutes of dead air. (laughs) 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 But really... Good. I mean, seriously, though, but really, we found out that Jimmy really cares about his staff. You know, this was this was early. This was this what the seventh episode of the second season and uh, the autobiography. Right. And when, you know, you can tell that he's he feels bad about Bill and having the cutout and and then he breaks it in okay. half. <laughs> Bill sees it and then he's on the stuff. But um, yeah, I think I think that's actually what I learned. The other one's just funny. Very good. Dad, uh, what's your favorite piece of information learned? Um, so I, I got two that that actually are not inside the show, but actually outside the show now that I realize it. Um, one is that there were six total Order of the Pigs and Green Acres. <laughs> I, I love that line. It's a fact I'm never going to forget. So right. uh, that's that's in there. And then we haven't really talked about it, but there is the pop-up video version. And, and one of the facts we learned in the pop-up video version is that our 50th, the uh, the wedding plot, had to do with spiting the network executives. And the more <laughs> I watch that scene and just think about how badly they're thumbing their noses at the network executives by doing that, I, I just enjoy it even more and more. So All right. those are my two favorite pieces of random information. Yeah, they really, they really did not have a problem kind of giving them the finger. <laughs> um, like, like the rat funeral one was, that yeah. was for their four, or four weddings and a funeral thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they did not have a problem. Well, I think that's one of the reasons that rat funeral is one of my favorites because oh, great. not only did they stick it to those people, they did it beautifully because it's a, it's a beautiful episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Lauren, Um, what was your favorite piece of random info? My favorite is that Bill's aunt owned a radio station and she hired him to get him to stop drinking. Um, (laughs) Partly because I turned that one basically throwaway line into a 2800 word (laughs) chapter on Bill's aunt Becca, who is named named for today's guest. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so happy that it was named after me. Um, we, we do get to hear a little bit about like why Lisa went into radio journalism in another episode. And we know that Dave was a communications major in college, but other than that, we don't get a lot of insight into what brought these people together into this industry. Um, so this is one of those rare moments where we get into a little glimpse of how Bill got there. And I love that. It's just so anticlimactic. There was no struggle. There was no nothing. Just like aunt Becca said, this is what you're doing quit your drinking <laughs> uh, i kind of had two uh my first one was quick one um that the third pig uh that played arnold <laughs> was not dave's favorite not my favorite <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is just jimmy's ridiculous nick's fandom which we never yeah. see uh, only this you know him getting Great dressed pick. up in that ridiculous outfit <laughs> Was he just wearing it all day? I mean, Creep pick. Like, what the heck? It's got to be hot. And like you said, I think in the episode where he puts the glasses over the mask. Over top, yeah. He just <laughs> looks so uncomfortable. It's great. <laughs> okay, so now we've come to common threads. Um, 
Becca, what what were some of the common threads that you thought about uh, during this episode? I think all three were a look into Bill's fake confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. By that. That's a good call. That's all I have. Okay. All right. Uh, Thad, what would you have? All right. Well, I'll go with one of mine. Maybe we'll, we'll rotate a little bit. But uh, I had throwing things. Uh, Lisa throws the crackers and hits Matthew. Uh, Jimmy throws the basketball through the plate glass window. Mm. And even this one is a little bit little bit weaker, but Matthew tosses the tape at Dave at the Bill's autobiography. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so my, my intersection has throwing things in, in each episode. There were sports involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, to get those crackers and stick to Matthew, Lisa really got a little bit of, you know, MPH on those bad boys. <laughs> Um, my, most of mine, well, a large chunk of mine, I have a bunch, but a, a large chunk of mine is all of the different people that were out of the office that we see out of the office. Now, um, we never see them all together out of the office because even at the cantina, Jimmy's not there, but, um, almost everybody at, at least two episodes, except for, uh, Matthew and Joe. They only get out once that that's shown in the episodes, but everybody else gets out at least twice and three characters are out in all three episodes. So um, that was, it was Dave, Beth and Catherine were all out seen outside the office in each episode. So um, Thad, did you have any other ones? Um, yeah, I had uh, celebrities uh, mostly because even though we don't have a celebrity in, uh, I think, the autobiography, that's the one where they name drop so many authors right, right. and all that, that I was like, yeah, I'm just going to throw that in there. You know, we get we get James Conn on one end, we get all these celebrities named up, we get John Levitz on the other one. Like, it's a, it's like if you like celebrities, especially Andre the Giant and uh, Hulk Hogan, this is, <laughs> this is the unit for you. Is Remember that the, the, the big first... guy, Becca? Is that the first time that Jimmy and Dave do that, where he the, he's trying to figure out what it is, and Dave just keeps throwing stuff at him? It I might. don't think it's the first time. Uh, I think in the first couple episodes they they have that they do well, it once or twice. Like we have in the breakup, we have a similar type of scene to that in the bathroom where he's like, you know. Uh, you know, personal yeah. problems. What is it? It's a girl. Oh, did you, did you hit her? No, <laughs> that, that whole exchange. And that was like three episodes before Bill's autobiography. Oh, okay. okay. But, but in terms of um, Dave trying to guess like what guess Jimmy's thinking so of. Specific. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. It's hard to say, cause we're not going through these in order, but um, yeah. you may be onto something. We're going to have to track that. Um, I had down that uh, in in Movie Star and the 50th, uh, there's TV shows that are mentioned that are not <laughs> like news, you know, the um, Family Matters and uh, and also, you know, Green Acres and Cheers. You, you guys so. are so good at this. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's practice. It, we... yeah, it's a lot of reps. Yeah. <laughs> be okay because i listened every episode but evidently evidently not (laughs) you're doing fine (laughs) you're doing great yeah 
to add any other ones before we let the maestro, um, maestro yeah i got one. i got i got two but they're they're kind of very more general and well dressed just kind of as an overall note i like the way that they dress this entire unit really no complaints about any of the dress code i think i think they look really good in a couple um right. and then i said bill gets embarrassed in each he gets punched by james Kahn. he fails to write his book uh and he gets arrested slash evaluated so it's not a good look for bill in these three episodes uh, which again is even funnier because they are a Bill Bastic unit. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of separated it out a little bit. I have Bill accosted. He's he's mm -hmm. he's arrested in in our fiftieth, and he's punched in movie star, um, and then Bill in crisis in autobiography, and Bill in crisis in our fiftieth. You know he's because he can't he can't write, and you know people have to help him and. People have to bail them out, and specifically in both of those instances, it's Dave and maybe somebody else. But so that pretty much covers mine. Any more, or should we clear the lane and let Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to share my Venn diagram. You guys actually came up with a ton of stuff that was not on my diagram, so kudos to you. Um, all right. So I've got, you know, typical Venn diagram. I've got a circle for each episode, movie star, Bill's autobiography, our 50th in the intersection of all three, something that happens in all three, Tom mentioned, um, that they're outside of the office. So we've got, um, you know, the TV store, the basketball game, the Mexican bar, um, the <laughs> bill getting arrested on the street, the mental Institute, the various places Beth visits. So yeah, lots of out of the office scenes. And also just the fact that Dave and Lisa are a couple in all three of these episodes in between, they broke up and got back together. <laughs> you know, right. Like, right. after Bill's autobiography, they broke up, then they got back together sort of, uh, I guess during the off season, you know, they came back for uh, season three, episode one president, and they were just back together. So, but in all three of these episodes, they were together. So I thought that was an interesting coincidence there. Okay. In the overlap between movie star and Bill's autobiography, we've got the mention of Spike Lee. Uh, that is brilliant. That is a <laughs> brilliant catch, man. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy says he'll buy Spike's ticket so both Beth and Catherine can go with wow. him to the Knicks game. And then Beth suggests titling Bill's book Radio Days with a Z to give it more of a Spike Lee feel. And everyone goes, ooh, like that's such a great idea. <laughs> um, and I also put down Matthew is better than Bill at something. Um, in Movie Star, he is better at catching James Conn's attention, which is what Bill was really trying to do. And in Bill's autobiography, Matthew is able to come up with a decent title and a good opening line for Bill's book, whereas Bill couldn't even get two words. So never mind the fact Matthew couldn't remember them for more than five seconds, but he did come up with them. <laughs> All right. In the overlap between movie star and our 50th, I've got obviously as a joke. Um, so James Conn says it to Bill after Bill says he's not going anywhere. James Conn goes, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then, uh, Fred in the Mental Institute says it to Bill after Bill tells him he's not the 18th president of the United States. Obviously, that's just my name, not my job. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we got the big guest stars, although, as Dad pointed out, really, that could go in the intersection of all three because we've got so many name drops in Bill's autobiography. Uh, just random thing, Bill wears glasses in Movie Star in our 50th. He does not wear them in uh, Bill's autobiography. And I kind of want to track that. I feel like it's like 50-50 
whether Bill's going to be wearing glasses or not. Um, and then smoking. So in movie star, Bill smokes a pipe and Joe smokes a cigar in his boss's office, no less. Um, and in our 50th, Bill and Fred smoke cigarettes in the mental Institute and Beth smokes in a hair salon, which I've never known. I never realized Beth smoked, but apparently, um, and in Bill's autobiography in our 50th, we've got, uh, Bill telling stories. So we've got him speaking into the tape recorder in Bill's autobiography, talking about the hippies and the yippies. And then uh, we got him telling the story of the Family Matters episode in the Mental Institute. And lastly, I've got Dave going out of his way to help Bill. Um, Dave offers him advice on how to start his book and then ultimately helps him get out of writing it in Bill's autobiography. And then in our 50th, Dave makes three separate trips to the Mental Institute to try to get Bill released. He went there the first day when the doctor wouldn't let him talk to Bill. And then the second day when he tried to get Bill to sign the papers. And then the third day when he actually brought him, brought him out of there. So I think that's going above and beyond for a boss. So that's my Venn diagram. <laughs> Very good. Very good. It's nice. Um, I had one more that wasn't covered, but in each of, and this might be just throughout the, the whole thing, but in each of these episodes, somebody is doing a, a good bit of lying. Um, Bill and Dave are lying to the staff about Bill having written the uh, the pages of his autobiography. Um, and then in Movie Star, Bill is lying to James Caan about um, his uncle dying from, the, from a radio-related injury or something like that. Uh, and then Joe, of course, is, is, is telling crazy lies on the air about Lisa. Something small. That's a good one. No, that's a good one. Okay. All right, Becca, um, any unmentioned items? Uh... I think that two of these heavily feature Catherine, which mm. proves to us that they should have found ways to use her more because oh, she's yeah. brilliant. And it's, yep. it's weird to have somebody that's strikingly beautiful, but also hilarious and great at this part so yeah so they heavily used her in two of them they should have heavily used her in way more mm -hmm. yeah. agreed yes <laughs> <laughs> concur dad anything there uh no i think we, we pretty much got all the stuff that i wanted to get to okay same Lauren, same same here okay moving right along uh how about your individual rating of the unit um, I'm not sure if you know how we do this. We basically just pick a thing from these any one of these episodes and do like out of 10. Um, okay. okay. I'm actually giving it a 10 out of 10 snacks. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. 10 out of 10. That's strong. That's, that's I, strong. I absolutely go 10. I absolutely go 10, especially snacks. <laughs> dad uh how how did you rate this block uh i actually went with eight and a half urkel bots out of ten urkel bots <laughs> <laughs> that was my rating very good nice. so that we the viewer would find it funny <laughs> <laughs> was it Really? Not, really. Not really. So I ask again. 
All right, Lauren, what was your uh, rating? Um, I'm going to go with nine out of 10 vomit stained autographs. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Very nice. Very nice. I loved the A stories in all three episodes and, and some of the beasts and C stories were pretty strong, but there were some that weren't my favorite. And so that's why it's a nine out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10. Gotcha. Uh, I also did nine out of 10, uh, nine out of 10 make out sessions with a light switch. Now we're going to go to a segment called you bought me this tie and we're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get that in there every time as a joke. Um, So we're going to talk about some of the wardrobe choices and uh, Becca, what do you think is out of these three episodes? What is the best outfit for the nineties? I would say the, the outfit that Lisa wears in Movie Star, the crocheted blouse with a tank underneath it. Mm. Very 90s. Yeah, that was a definite big 90s look. Um, Tom, what's your best outfit for the 90s? Uh, I thought all, in Bill's autobiography, um, I also, I, I liked Lisa's too. Um, the, but there were two other ones. Uh, Beth's first day, um, she's wearing like a sheer black top over, um, over top, like basically a bra and mm-hmm. she's got like a, like a leather skirt, black, you know, um, I almost that, said that one. I'm with you. Yeah, that, that seemed very nineties. And also the last day of Bill's autobiography, Joe just had like the unbuttoned flannel and that to me screamed like mid nineties. So yeah, yeah. That's a very nineties look yeah. <laughs> ready for a Pearl Jam concert. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Always all right thad what's your best outfit for the 90s uh i i think like the most 90s has to be Catherine's dalmatian suit like <laughs> that thing is so 90s but then you look closer you're like that doesn't look bad like she's kind of wow. blowing it off right now it, it, i think you know like era appropriate that was kind of hot as far as the fit goes so uh i i have a runner up but i think that's easily like the most 90s outfit you got Honestly, I think the fit and the cut of that outfit would still be in style today, but the um, the print now I think would be considered a crime. Uh, but in the '90s, it was a different time. The Cruella de uh, got out of style. We were, we were generally all hunting puppies in the '90s. I don't know if you guys know that. That is factually incorrect. <laughs> Um, I'm going with Beth in movie star. She's wearing this like metallic bronze blouse. That's like uh, unbuttoned. So Mm, it shows off her midriff as, as she's wanting to do, um, and sort of like flare leg bell button pants with a, like a crazy pattern on them and combat style boots. Like that just screams nineties to me. Like that's like, you're, you're going to be a MTV VJ in the nineties or something wearing something like that. Definitely, you know, I thought early 2000s because of the color, but mm. like actually, but now you're saying, I'm like, yeah, right, like Daria was 90s, like, yeah, so all that kind of stuff, but yeah, that was a that was definitely an eye catching outfit, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about best outfit for today. What was someone wearing that you think you could still they could still pull off today? Becca? Okay, I'm going to say 
in Bill's autobiography, when Dave is telling the staff that Bill's having trouble writing, Beth is wearing a black silk dress with a mandarin collar mm-hmm. and it has a, a p- colored pattern on it. It's gorgeous. And I absolutely can see an Instagrammer just working it today. <laughs> it's very Instagram, very today, right now. Yeah, I think that style and fit is still very in. And there was nothing in particular about the print that like screamed 90s. You know, mm-hmm. it's very like a uh, classic kind of c- could go with any era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom, what's the best outfit for today? I said the exact same one. That- really? <laughs> yep. Thank you. Exactly. Yep. Thank you. All right, Thad, is it the same one for you? No, you actually, so, so I've got I've got a little mix. I got a curveball. First of all, I'm going to say Lisa's outfit across the unit. Like, all of her outfits are basically, you can rock them all today. They all work today, I think. You know, like, they even if they're not flashy, they're appropriate, and they still have a sense of style. So, like, I, as someone who bags on Lisa's outfits, uh, I think I've got to give recognition in this unit that all of them pretty much you could get away with today. You could rock today and they'd still come out. But if I had to pick one single one, I'm going with Catherine's blue outfit from our 50. Uh, when uh, she walks in to uh, sit with Bill, I'm just like, boom. And that color on her there. is yes. magic. The coat, the same was, length as the That was my runner-up. Like, yeah. That was my runner-up. Yeah, that's a fantastic one. Um, I went with Bill's, uh, his spiffy outfit on the last day of Bill's autobiography. You know, when he comes in in his three-piece suit and he's all finally put together after the day before he looked all haggard. Um, I think that's a very classic kind of style and any guy who's trying to like dress up and, and, you know, look real put together. I think he could still wear that today. I didn't think there was anything especially nineties about it. Like some of Bill's suits are extremely boxy which was a thing in the nineties. And as I think people try to get away from that now, that one was more like fitted to him and it, it, it fit well. It looked nice. Uh, that was when we were into swing dancing that, that year or two. <laughs> the, the <zoot> suits. <laughs> suits. An unfortunate time in our history. Um, okay. Now we're going to talk about least favorite outfit overall. Cause they can't all be winners. Becca, do you have a least favorite outfit? The outfit you just talked about. <laughs> really? I hate that. I think it is so, it has so many thick layers and he's got it all the way buttoned up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it makes me think about smothering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. I'm sorry, Lord, but I hate it so much. No, that's okay. We welcome a difference of opinion here. Okay, okay. It does okay. look heavy. It does, I love it does you. look heavy but I hated that outfit. <laughs> there. So much that I don't even have a runner up. Okay. That's, that's fine. I, <laughs> I like it. Convicted. I'm glad you have strong feelings. <laughs> okay, Tom, what's your least favorite outfit overall? I, I didn't have strong least favorite feelings on, on really anybody. I, I did pick one and uh, it was Matthews in Movie Star. Um, there's kind of like a, I don't know, the sweater he's wearing is kind of like a Mr. Rogers weird <laughs> knockoff, but like the colors are just muted and kind of bland. So I just didn't like that one. Yeah. Matthew's not exactly a fashion icon, is he? <laughs> no. I mean, sometimes he's got some cool things, but you know, yeah, 
this was definitely not this was not one of them (laughs) all right thad your least favorite outfit so i actually went with joe's entire wardrobe across the entire (laughs) year he looks like a guy that's gonna hang out at a gas station in the 90s and, and ask you if you have a light for a cigarette or something like he, he does not, it doesn't look like he's at work at all at all he's either going to a concert coming home for a concert or hanging out in the parking lot but i don't know like i think we said he's late in a bunch of episodes like probably what he was doing <laughs> i did not just grungy just look grungy i'm i'm with you on this basically when i sat down to think about what's my least favorite outfit it was like which joe outfit is the worst <laughs> I, my, my runner up was Joe in that, that t-shirt with the white patches on the yes. shoulders. Yeah, that was the, super yeah. awkward. The, that like, what bad. is that? That was yeah. bad. Um, but ultimately I went with, um, his outfit in movie star. He's wearing like a real heavy looking corduroy button down shirt, but all the way unbuttoned over like a stretched out old undershirt. And it was just grossing me out. I was like, the, the neckline is too low. That shirt looks like he's sweating in it. Just everything about it is grossing me out. And then he gets the, the cigar going and I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, take it easy, slumlord. <laughs> All right. Well, from, from the least to the best, what's, uh, what's your favorite outfit overall, Becca? No, it's a tie between... The Catherine's Dalmatian suit and yes. the blue, the blue suit that she's in. Yeah, that was, I, it, I, that was I, really, that was, I think they're both striking. I, yeah. Um, Tom, favorite outfit. Okay. Becca did it again. So <laughs> exactly the same two that I, I had for best. I, I would give the Dalmatian a little nod only because on, if you'll remember on the first recap episode we were talking about Catherine's cackle and i was like how was she not cast <laughs> the bill? And that's right but you did. like yeah wow good call good and call. i had honestly forgotten about that outfit until re-watching this but <laughs> and then you wonder yeah i did too and then you wonder how did i forget something that's that like in your face right. <laughs> you know that print it's head to toe yeah. She pulls um, it off. That's why. And, That's and, she's, why. <laughs> and it's kind of a long, a long episode. I mean, a long yeah. scene too. So we yeah. looked on her face for a while. That's Thank right. goodness. This is fabulous. Yes. <laughs> All right, Dad. What's your favorite? <laughs> Mine has actually not been brought up yet. Um, in Bill's autobiography, Catherine is wearing a black dress, maybe a little bit low cut, uh, <laughs> with a choker. And she's got a sweater on, but the choker, I was like, hello, hello, 90s. <laughs> um, no, again, like it, it's it's like professional, but it's pushing it. And she obviously looks great in it. So that was gonna be my favorite outfit. And then I actually want to mention one for the fellas, Dave's dark blue suit in movie star. Uh it, I think mm. it just it just looks really sharp. I know they have it uh low lit when they're shopping for the TV. You know, I'm sure that had a lot to do because Lisa's wearing a dark color as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about like just that that dark blue suit. We get a lot of grays and tans in this in this series. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so there's something about the way. Maybe it's the maybe it's the lighting. Maybe I got fooled. But I was like, that's uh, of all the guy outfits throughout this unit. Like that suit kind of stood out to me as being real sharp. The little boy in the blue suit. <laughs> <laughs> First day Bible college. <laughs> 
Well, mine was the same as one of Becca's and I guess one of Tom's since you guys had the same, same two favorites. Um, it was, it was Catherine on the second day of our 50th in, in the blue suit with the blue checked blouse underneath. And <sighs> even her necklace had this like blue stone in it that like played nicely off the colors of the outfit. She looked great in those colors. She looked great in the fit. Um, overall, I think that was my favorite look. See, that's why the orderly should have taken another look at her, right? I mean, <laughs> we all just lit up that outfit. You should have at least taken a little bit of a peek. My yeah. man. Uh, well, that has been, you bought me this tie. Well, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty much our capsule here. Becca, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Any projects you're working on or anything your adoring fans may want to know about? No, just follow me at for chalk on Twitter. Excellent. At F-O-R chalk C-H-O-C-K. All right. So this has been our Bill Bastic unit. We hope you've enjoyed it. Next up on the Hoodoo Factory Conveyor Belt is our costume mania unit. Becca, do you have a favorite episode that involves a costume? Um, I think the Halloween episode. That, that's very easy to say. That's an easy one to say. But I think, yeah, I think the the Halloween episode. All right. Excellent. I and mean, that's an excellent choice right off the bat. Everybody's pretty much in costume. It's good stuff right there. Um, Lauren, that is the only storyline for that episode, correct? Um, so we've got the, the Halloween party, Lisa's insecurities, and leadership by example. Oh, right. So they're it, it's kind of all the same storyline. It's sort of just like little sub stories playing out under the, the Halloween party storyline yeah we, we obviously have we have the bill the bill storyline that goes on as well so um so the great news becca is that for our costume mania unit episodes we've chosen halloween jackass junior high and apartment so we definitely hope you'll join us for that oh and, those are three oh, good yeah. ones great costumes too great yeah. costumes Joe's buddy Great. worked on at the porn convention. Oh, so we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> we'll say that <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that everyone will join us for that unit. Until next time, remember that the Hoodoo Factory is your source for the only known antidote for Absa fever. Good night, pumpkin. But a Foucault to you, too. Danny <laughs> hose. Snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever.